Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Level Up podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. Uh, and I'm going to get out of the way very, very quickly, because you may not hear me talk again for the rest of this entire episode. We have the incomparable, the irrepressible, Beverly Ruffner, the Bevanator, is here with us today. And we're going to talk about ISAs and lead generation, what no one else is talking about. So we have some incredible things that, uh, that Greg and Beverly are going to share with us today. So first of all, Greg Harrelson, Greg, what's up? today hey i'm oh man i'm excited i tell you i think i'm gonna have to take my jacket off at some point because after talking with beverly just for the last couple minutes i'm already working up a sweat i feel like yeah we're getting ready to go you know her and i are getting ready to not compete against each other but be on the same team and go compete against the world in some sport like i i I will see you taking (laughs) um, i will see you taking off the jacket and i will raise you in 80s don johnson i'm I'm rolling up the sleeves on my blazer Um, there you go man so first of all beverly welcome to the show officially Thank you. I'm glad to yeah, be here. So excited to have you. So I've been looking forward to this episode ever since you agreed to come on. And uh, because I knew it was just going to be a lot of fun, what I didn't expect that we, is that we would have such amazing things to talk about. Because I knew we were going to talk about lead generation, conversion, and database, because that's that's what you do. But there's some interesting things that came out in pre-show that I'm excited for you guys to share. But before we do, uh, give people just a quick indication of what you do, just in case they've been hiding under a rock and don't know who you are. For sure. So what do I do? Oh my goodness. What don't I do? I, I defunk everybody's databases. Um, I, I guess the easiest way to say it is when we have a client, it's like going to the grocery store with a grocery list with empty shelves and you have to go back into the stock room in unmarked boxes to, to complete your shopping list. So literally we go into our clients' databases and organize them and we build the aisles and we put their leads on the shelf so that they know exactly where to go whenever they walk into their database to to go right to the person that has the biggest opportunity to convert at that time. Gotcha. Very cool. Uh, And so we're going to talk about a a few things, but you've kind of kept your eye on the pulse of where things are going. So let, let's start just with kind of this whole trend of ISAs and, and what that means and what you're, what are you seeing out there right now? What are some of the mistakes that people are making with this whole ISA model and, and lead conversion in general? Setting it up for failure. Um, and Greg and I were talking about this pre-show. It's, you know, so much has changed through the years with technology that if we're not adapting and changing with the times and the way that leads are being generated and coming in and understanding the types of conversations that we have to have with these people, you're never going to convert because they're always going to be Googling. They're always going to be going online. They're always going to be going to the next dashboard, which is your competition. So the biggest part of what we play in is find out where they are in the process and keep them. You don't want them to go back to Google. You don't want them to go back to Zillow. You've got to give them a reason to stay within your own dashboard. If you don't have the right conversations and, you know, peel away the layers of the onion and find out why they're online today, but they're not buying for two years, don't get pissed off at them. Figure out why and have have not be attached to the outcome of the appointment, but to fall in love with the process of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, one thing that I that, that as you explain that and talk through that, 
I'm thinking about, I often use references of the medical field, like doctors. Okay, and, and I just wrote down on my piece of paper, and I, I just, it just came out just as you were talking. The doctor is the agent and the nurse is the ISA. Yes, the ISA, the nurse practitioners. Do you really? Interesting. Yes. Wow. So cool. the nurse, their job is to inform is their information gatherers. Take the and then as they're gatherers of information, then they're able to better direct the doctor as to the information that the, he that he needs to give. Meaning, the, he's an information giver, and the nurse is an information gatherer. And you, and, and and everyone's probably seen a doctor and experienced going to a doctor's office. You can see how it really works, right? The nurse has a a, a function that she performs. She gathers that information. She preps the doctor so the doctor knows ahead of time which direction he needs to drive this conversation into and what they need to, to prescribe. I, that's kind of what I'm hearing as you're, um, as you're sharing that process. And people identify with that, Greg. They understand. So whenever you're calling and they're like, well, what about this house? And say, you know what? I don't know. It's you don't want me selling you the house. We're here to take your vitals so that we, if, if you need heart surgery, we're going to send you the heart surgeon. If yeah. you need yes. your leg operated on and you need knee surgery, we're going to send you the knee surgeon. But we have to find out where you are in the process to be able to identify the expertise that you need. Yeah, so Beverly, what's the outcome? What's the outcome when that process is skipped? And they skip the, the – no one gathers the information. They go straight into the operating room. What happens then? Yes, it falls apart. And yeah. you haven't created value. So they're going to go out and they're, they're going to be stopping everybody else because I always say you got to be a little bit better than your competition. Give them a reason to want to do business with you because in any type of lead that is generated today is not doing business with you because they're loyal. Loyal went out the window years ago. Convenience is what is in the window mm. right now. They will do business with you because you're convenient. You have to create the loyalty during the convenient process. And where Good. everyone fails is what happens, Greg, whenever that nurse practitioner is jotting down the vitals. She has very explicit, um, yeah, notes that the doctor can review. And after the doctor does his diagnostic, what does he do? Oh, yeah, notes. That's where everything gets lost in the shuffle is the note taking does not happen. Yeah. So the nurse takes the notes, puts it on a chart clipboard hangs it to the back of the door the doctor before they walk in the door they look at the notes and they go in prepared they take more notes it gets entered into the computer and the next time the client comes in or patient comes in the nurse reviews those notes before they go in to make more notes that they then turn around and put back onto the clipboard that the doctor actually reviews those notes and through some back and forth and going through that process a few times next thing you know you got a closing yes because then the prescription is Make sure they're getting the emails. Make sure they're staying within your dashboard. Make sure that you're following up with them if they're not opening emails. They may not need surgery today, but you know what? A year from now, they may need surgery. So I don't oh, think a doctor yeah, is going to That's what I was hoping we would get to because that, that, that's really the key. That's the thing that's changed. But we talked about this in pre-show, but that's, that's the biggest change you've seen in the last 10 years is that, that shift. I want you to go a little bit deeper on that. Well, that, that shift of how long it takes, 
Yes, so, just the, when pe when people are finding us in the process. Sure, but when you think about the person that is making a decision to make a move, in my mind, I don't think anything has changed with people's time frame from the time that they think about it to the time that they actually move. That hasn't changed. But what has changed is the ability to be able to see and gather knowledge for years before they make that move. We are in a stage where, or we're in an age where you your information gathering on overload, where like I told Greg earlier, a brief show, we didn't see people sitting at their dining room tables on Sunday when the paper came and they're looking through the open house ads. All we knew 30 years ago was, I wanna find a house today. But we didn't know that they've been looking the last two years and driving around everywhere because we didn't have access to that. They didn't have access to that. Yep. So nothing's wow. changed in, in the time process. What's yeah, it's, it's visibility. Yeah, so what happened is what I'm hearing is like, okay, so it's. I love that you said that. I haven't thought about that. People are not taking longer from their first thought to closing, and that's what a lot of people are thinking. That, well, a lot of agents and companies are experiencing these people are taking so long. But the difference is, is that they were taking the same amount of time. We just didn't know that they were already in the process when they're in Sunday looking through the classified ads. We didn't know they were looking through the classified ads. Now we know they're on the internet, so then we get frustrated. So it's just the knowing that they're looking that's really got us frustrated and confused. The process took the same amount of time. We're just being introduced to, the, to them earlier in the process, which is where I always talk about, you know, we years ago they would just call on the sign right and if they called on the sign they've already saw the curb appeal they've already saw the neighborhood they've already saw the things in that area so they were more in the buying phase when they were calling on signs now we're able to get them in the discovery phase the exploratory phase they're exploring the possibility and now what we've got to do is we've got to learn how to communicate with people while they're in the exploring phase and if we ignore them in the exploratory phase they're going to ignore us in the buying phase and I think that's where we're having a lot of challenges is the agent so what are some things that you can share with the audience on like hey how do you communicate and handle these people at this stage knowing that you're gonna have a lot more uh, your database is going to be a lot larger so now we're ha we're having to handle a bigger database and we're actually have to handle them for a longer duration of time how are we pulling this off what are some strategies tricks or tips you can give I love because that that's that's my expertise have you ever gone to a store looking for one item and you couldn't freaking find it because it didn't make sense where they put it i could not find freaking sausage gravy the other day i don't ever buy it and i bought it for my daughter and i'm like i looked in like with the pancake stuff with the i, I looked in with the canned meat and i'm like oh over the spices where are the where the other gravies are but i combed the freaking aisles and a, a brita filter pitcher or a brita filter in walmart I went to the coffees. I went to the, where the coffee pots are and where all the pictures. Oh, no, no, no. It's back in the hardware depart department with the filters. <laughs> so, I mean, reality. So to your point, Greg, you have to have your dashboard to where it makes sense so that you know, Greg, what has to happen? All right, you may not be making a move now and you're online looking at properties, but what has to happen to make that move? And, you know, if you were to make that move in the future, what's the reason? 
because everybody has a reason. The only reason people do not make a move is the opportunity is not meeting their expectation. End of story. If you can create the opportunity that meets their expectations, you will have a sale. So our job is to find out what are their expectations and can we create that opportunity? So, so yeah, let me interrupt you real quick because you're on a roll here, and I want to. You're dropping all kinds of good nuggets. At least I'm, I'm getting nuggets out of it. So are you? So it sounds like the questions have changed. Years ago, it's like, is this the right house for you? Because they had already seen the curb appeal. And we're in the house. Is this the right house for you? But you're not asking that kind of question. You're asking. Um, expectation questions, motivation questions, why questions. Is this something that's always been there or is this something that's kind of developing now? And is this what you're saying we have to kind of transform to in order to serve these people at this phase? Yes, it's not about how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms. Who gives a shit? They can look at that. Mm -hmm. What really matters, I mean, just think about your own online shopping habits. If I'm on Amazon and I'm looking at Bluetooth speakers, if somebody calls to tell me how the damn Bluetooth speaker works, I don't care. I want to know I have my house is this big. I need this much audio to go through and tell me, give me the opportunity that's going to meet my expectations. Because a mm -hmm. lot of times yeah. you can get people off of the fence because, you know, so many people are like, they just don't want to think about making the move. So the question is, how much are you paying a month right now? And all right, so you want to downsize. If we were able to trade mortgages and you were paying the exact same amount of months, would that be something that would interest you now? Why are you waiting? And people know too much today because they have too much access to information. And so what, what's screwed up is the process doesn't take any longer, but we have such microwave mentality that we don't have time to wait for people till next year till the two years from now. We want it now. And I mean, at the end of the day, if if they're not ready right now, ISAs and agents stop asking the question because they're they're looking for the right nows. And there's a lot fewer right nows. Yeah, they're looking they're looking for the people who have already decided they, they are they're looking for the people who already have the opportunity in their mind and have already made the decision to move forward. And they already have the agent. Because it's they too already have the agent. Yep. And everybody's licensed. Yes, they already have an agent. It's too late at that point. You have to create the convenience. And the only way to create the convenience is to have your dashboard built like a grocery store and completely organized. So, Matt, let's just say an agent's following everything Beverly would coach them to do. Okay? They okay. got this buyer lead um, uh, 10 months ago. And and she and she and they're following you know Beverly's system, and then all of a sudden they're getting ready to buy this month, and they and I somehow trip over them, and now I've tripped over them. I'm a new agent, and I've now got them surely where they're in the buying phase. But Beverly's done a job, or her system would have the agent doing such a good job that that right there would probably, because they were nurtured for the last 10 months properly, that would probably eliminate me from being able to do that deal. And that's what I've seen. So like if we both caught them at the last day, 
then you know, flip a coin, that's the yeah. person that's going to make the sale. But if one person's catching them now, they're waiting to catch that one right when they're ready. There's other agents out there that are go doing a good job for the previous 12 months that's really got such a great relationship, they're going to get the transaction, which means there's less buyers available. There's less buyers out there available for agents to make easy sales on. Yes. Yes. And the, the whole beauty of having a CRM is to your point, Greg, is to create the systems that automatically put them right in front of you that minute that they're viewing properties. Because the reality is, remember what I said, the objective, find out where they are in the process and keep them. As long as you're keeping them and they're logging in and they're looking at your dashboard, it's less likely that they're going to Zillow, that they're going to your competitor's dashboard. They're staying in your platform. And that, at the end of the day, is where the gold is. So if you find out retiring, relocating, divorcing, looking for a friend, and you're watching their online habits of actively looking, two things happen. Something happens in their life, and they stop looking because it's not a priority. Or the email stopped going through because technology is so wonderful today. So we've got to find out where did you go? Why did you stop looking? And that's where you end up keeping them. Because what happens if you don't keep them? Three months go by, six months go by, and they drop into Zillow. We all know the anatomy of a lead, Zillow, Truly, or Realtor.com. Those are the more right now. Google leads, PPC leads. They're a longer-term lead that we've got to keep and service and make convenient. So because if you're not audience, offering right. an IDX, if you're not offering an IDX, you might as well stop generating leads because the right nows, like you said, are becoming fewer and fewer. So I, I can see the audience probably saying, okay, okay, Beverly, slow it down. Like, okay, give me a little bit of a how. Okay, so you just threw out an IDX. Okay, which, um, you know, some people will know what that is and a vast amount probably won't, but um, of course we do. So what are a few tools, so the technologies that you recommend, um, types of CRMs, or, or what are so, a few things that they need to be doing to make sure that they're communicating on the long run and adding value? What, what's the how in that? What's a few tips on that? It's really monitoring their activity. And, and I'm gonna go back to, it, it was uh, my own story. I lived in Virginia, my real estate company's in Virginia, my kids, my house, but yet I worked for a real estate technology company in Atlanta that I was there every month. And I thought, that'd be kind of cool to have a condo or have a townhouse, but it wasn't a priority. So I was driving around every time I was in Atlanta and I was looking, looking, looking because it was like a new thought. It's like, ooh, it'd be cool to own something in Atlanta. But then I'm like, eh. The more I started looking, the less of a priority it became because I didn't like what I was looking at. So I stopped, I stopped logging in. I was the one that was always in. And then I became inactive for three, four months. But then a friend says, Bev, you've got to check out this one area. I was that one that jumped back online and I looked at that property 500 times. And if, if you have the proper CRM that you are able to filter leads that become active after being dormant, hello, if it's right in your face that morning, you have a higher chance of converting that person because you're now convenient because they started looking for some reason. 
after being dormant. And, and the objective would be to get <clears throat> the objective would be to gen to have a system that notifies you of those types of people so that you can proactively reach out, not so that you can be aware, but so they can actually call and have a so conversation. Call call. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, and it, it all comes down to I don't promote one particular CRM. They all suck. Um, I mean, there's no perfect CRM for the real estate vertical, okay. but you have to be able to filter and tag efficiently for that to work because you're you're automating your, your filtered systems, your call filters, so to speak. So, so the audience right now could go into their database or CRM, assuming they have a CRM that has some of these, uh, you know, qualities, which most a lot of them do. Uh, like, and I agree, there's none of them that are, are great. Um, everyone's every one of them's great at something, but not at everything. Um, yep. So one one tip they could take away is go in and see who's inactive and inactive in the last six months, ninety days. What would be the first start? If somebody was just going to go what? in and take this one thing, what should their their parameters be? Who registered fifteen or more days ago, but yet are actively looking in the last thirty days? If you have not tried to call them within the last seven days, that is your golden nugget. I promise you will get a conversion out of that call filter. Okay. They registered within the last 15 days. Is that right? Over 15 days. Over so 15, 15, outside plus. of 15 days. But, and then what was the other thing? They've been actively looking at properties the last 30 days. Got it. Okay. I have platforms that have leads that are 1,200 days old. 1800 days old and they've never been called or the, the last phone call was 560 days ago and they're actively looking and you never spoke with them shame on you so what are people going to do with all these me. leads they have in their database because everyone's got i mean i don't think we have a lead issue right now right we've got plenty of leads exactly so, yeah yes. so how do people bring some life back to the segment of their database that people are saying oh these are dead these are no good this is blank now you know i would love to have like everyone's database that qualifies if they describe it like that then give it to me but what are some tips that you would do for those people that are out there saying gosh i've got all these leads but none of them are going to do anything what's something they can do to kind of rekindle that relationship or at least get them active there's any strategies to turn people from non-active to active that you could share Send them what they originally came in and looked looked at. You know, everybody's like, oh, that's anti-campaign. And I'm like, no, I'm anti-sending steak to a vegetarian is what I am. <laughs> yes. Because if you've never spoke to them, how do you know what they need, what they want? They don't get they don't care who you are, what company you're with, how many stars you've got, how many closings you had. They just want to see homes. So your inactive leads. Send them properties that would be of interest to them. Break them down by price point. Break them down by location. So if you have somebody looking in, I, I, I'm just going to say Alpharetta in, in Georgia, and they're looking in the $400,000 price range, we'll pull everybody that is Alpharetta, pull everybody that's in a 350 to 450, 500 price range, send a property out. Mass send it, if they click on the link and they open and go into that listing, they're now active. That's how you take your lesser priority leads and prioritize them because if you get them to look at something, 
it, they look for a reason. They're a little bit closer in the process to the person that never looked. That's right. Stuff. So I like setting up my dashboards like Vegas. I like to be able to walk into a casino. I don't gamble, but this is the best example. You walk into a casino and you're looking at the slot machines. Well, which slot machine are you naturally going to want to play? The one that nobody has played all day, that you've never seen a butt in the seat, or the one that somebody sat there the last two hours and never hit? I want the one that somebody sat the last two hours and never hit with the jackpot at the top, right? Hmm. I want to be able to walk into a dashboard, call five to ten leads, and have a conversion. And yeah. you can set your platforms up like that. Is this because you feel like they're, they've been ignored and, and, um, and they haven't been serviced? So Everybody the first person that shares them, the first person that gives them a little bit of love, they're going to be like, oh, finally, you know, somebody's actually, you know, going to help me out here. Yeah. I, so that's what everybody says. They're like, well, these people, they don't answer their phone. And I'm like, well, do you answer your phone? You see a number come up on your phone that you don't know. Do you answer it? No. Well, hello, but you're pissed off at the lead because they didn't answer the phone. Come on now. They didn't text me back. Okay. Well, what, what was it? Okay. So somebody that was majorly important in your life sent you a text message. It pops up on your screen while we're on the while, while we're on this, and we mentally respond to it. And then at the end of the day, we don't. I'm like, oh my god, my daughter sent me a text. I didn't even check it back in with her. We do it to people that are a priority, but agents are going to get pissed off at leads because they don't respond to a text. Consistency always wins the game. You can win on speed, absolutely, 100%. But when you don't win on speed, the consistency has to follow, and that's what increases the conversion. Because then you have both, speed and consistency. You know, so over the years, you know, it was like you got to return calls. We're talking about speed. You got to return calls within an hour, and then it went to 30 minutes, then it went to 15 minutes, then it went to 10 minutes, then it went to five minutes. Now we're pretty much, I think most people are saying it must be real time. It, for some reason, not a lot of people are saying it, but I think we all know it almost needs to be in real time. You know, so the progression has been, went from, you know, let's just say an hour all the way to like immediate. Is this like, is, is this, does it stop there? Or w what is this going to look like in two years from now? Exactly. How does well, this shift? Always... What's the next shift? In other words, what's the next shift? Like, what is the next shift? And, and now, now we're getting into speculative conversation. But I just have this feeling that it's not over. That, that not we only is the agents the not adapting habit. now. What's that? We have the same habits that, are, that an internet lead does. We walk into a store and the sales clerk says, is there anything I can help you with? Greg, what mm -hmm. do you say? Just you looking. Say? Just looking. All right. So, Greg, I, I, that's great. Thanks for stopping in. If you were to make a purchase today, would it be for business, casual, or special occasion? I, I, it would probably be business, maybe some shoes. Oh, what do you do for a living? I'm in real estate. What do you wear whenever you're out showing properties? I mean, usually a suit and, uh, you know, a nice pair of, uh, you know, black shoes. Awesome. Well, we have a sales rack over there of suits, and then we have our high designer suits over there. So now I can watch you stop the store, and if you're overlooking the damn jeans, I know you damn lied to me, right? <laughs> That's right. That's and right.
<laughs> that's all it is, is asking those questions and watching their habits, paying attention. Why do you think agents are so afraid to ask these questions? Because, oh, I, don't because think that it's, I don't think this is like, I, I don't think asking questions is like revolutionary. But it is. <laughs> it is, right? It, it, it is and it isn't. Like we all know we need to ask yeah. questions. But the industry still doesn't do it. What is the, What are agents afraid of? Having a real conversation and not being able to provide the service. Um, how do I want to say this? It's If I ask too many questions, I might turn them away. I just want to get them into a property. If I can get in front of them, I will sell them. And that's not what it is today. People just want to know that you care. They don't want to know how much you know. And it's not about getting them into the property. It's about asking what their needs are. I, I listened to a recorded conversation the other day. The the lady, um, she was a lead off of a 1-800 number. So she, she did the 1-800. It was a call capture. And she's I saw that you were looking at this property. And she goes, I'm sorry, it's under contract. I can't help you with that. But I've, I've hand-selected six other properties that will, fit, that will meet your needs. And I'm like, how the hell do you know? You didn't even ask her anything. She may have been interested in that property because it was right next door to her mom. You have no idea why she was looking at that property. Let's ask questions because at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about them. And so the, the, yeah, the, the agents are trying to operate without diagnosing. And that would be Absolutely. considered they'll malpractice. Make money when, they'll make money when the patient's on the table, whether they die or not. The insurance is paying out. That's right. Yeah. And, and if, if, I think it goes back to what you said earlier, Beverly. So the, I think we've got we've got this. We have a mentality where we where we're hoping that the people that we talk to are in that very small circle of people who are in the buying phase. When ninety percent of the people that we actually talk to are in, Greg, you were calling it the exploratory or the discovery phase. Not only have we not caught up, but I think the people that are that are sensing it don't like that trend. So the people that are aware of it don't like it and are doing everything to fight it including posting things to Facebook groups like, hey, can somebody help me figure out how to generate leads that I don't have to bother because I don't have time to nurture them? Well, that's like, that's, believe me, and that is a real question I saw on a Facebook group one time. Um, so it's, it, it really is, it's, it's a, for some it's ignorance, but for the rest of us, it's we're fighting that trend. We don't want to run across leads that aren't ready to buy now because that means effort and that means work and that means we have to have systems and we fight all that stuff. So to me, that like when I look at it from that perspective, when I when I look at it, like why people don't ask questions, it's because they don't they don't want to talk to somebody that needs questions asked to move them to the next stage. Yeah, and agents so, know they're not going to follow up long term. So it's like, oh god, if I ask all these questions and I feel like I got to follow up, and then I'm never going to convert them. Yeah, that's so true. So here's here's what's happening. Okay, Matt, is the agents are resisting, the consumers demanding and technology companies are fulfilling. Yes, and then we're bitching 100%. that other technology companies are actually getting in and gonna take us out. No company, no corporation, no big portals are gonna take us out. We are gonna take ourselves out, okay? We are not meeting the consumer demand and as long as that continues, we open up the door for other industries or other technology companies to come in and fulfill the needs of the consumer. And then we're gonna bitch about it and be victims about it. And so, you know, that's the, that is the, the bottom line is, let's go, ever heard. The, 
only person that's going to put us out of business is us. Yeah, it's true. Is that ourselves? Yeah, it's we have to be mindful of being convenient for the other person, not for us. Because a lot of times, you know, agents are like, well, I can't, I, I can't make phone calls at that time. Okay, well, great. We wake up in the real estate industry unemployed every day. And we have to figure out where we're going to get employment from. Basically, we, we need people to hire us to sell them a house. Well, I'm sorry. If it's not a convenient time for you, but you want it to be a convenient time for them when it's convenient for you, that's oxymoronic. You have to inconvenience yourself. Entrepreneurs, they don't just do it just to do it. They inconvenience themselves to get to where they're going. And if you're always going to be convenient-minded yourself, you're not going to be convenient for the leads. Yeah, so I, I wrote down the new law of loyalty. It's not what con it's not what's convenient for us. It's what's convenient for them. Yes. And that in itself is where we establish that relationship. If we want to bring loyalty into it or not, but that's where we establish relationship. It really comes back to we've got to make it convenient for them, and then we as agents are going to have to learn how to adapt under those new circumstances. Do what you say you're going to do, damn it. Because it's so sad. And I know both of you can identify with this. Great customer service is now average, right? You have average customer service. Like, oh my God, they were amazing. Because customer service today sucks. Nobody follows up and follows through. If you are just a little bit better than your competition, it doesn't take much. It's just two phone calls instead of one, right? Yeah. Just be a little bit better than your competition. You will win. You're not going to win everyone. You know, people are like, oh, I don't want to be converted. I'm like, you got 20,000 leads in your dashboard. You want to close every one of them? You wouldn't be able to function. That's true. Um, so let me let me throw this out. So the, speaking of being convenient to the leads and, and bringing it back to the whole ISA model, so this is why I see kind of the long-term trend being in favor of teams is that that the exact kind of analogy you drew, Beverly, of the doctor and the nurse practitioner, because it takes just like it takes a division of those two roles to effectively diagnose and treat in, in, in the physical sense. I think the same thing is becoming more necessary in professional services. So they expect you to be available on the sales end. But then you as a practitioner, you have to be very focused and you have to be like you do have to structure things to be convenient for you in order to, to deliver amazing service on the client side and to be able to run a successful business that makes more than, you know, a subsistence level. So I think that's why we're seeing so much of that splitting of the two roles of the servicing uh, and the the initial like negotiation sales meetings and stuff like that versus the customer service end of being available and convenient during that discovery phase for the prospect. So, I mean, that's just going back to the ISAs. So with, for the people that are kind of jumping into that, what are some things that they can do? What are some maybe the first steps or the, or the things that they can do to be successful to have that other role, that nurse practitioner role, and actually do it, have someone on their team that does it effectively? Lead management. Do you know how many overdue tasks the, the average agent has because they task everything because they don't want to forget anything, and then they don't know who their priorities are? So lead management is so profound. So when we're in dialing for our clients, once a week, we meet with our clients and we go over every opportunity that we've created and make sure they follow up and follow through. 
So we just had a training this morning and there was, so there was eight opportunities in there and five of them were overdue tasks that were due the first week of May. And they are in a vacation destination area there in Hilton Head. So three of these tasks were, they're coming into town the 1st of June, follow up in May to get their trip scheduled. And I'm like, yep, it's the 23rd. You may have well missed that boat. Because people want to be prepared. And if, if you're not managing your leads and paying attention to your highest priorities and making sure they're taken care of when they're supposed to be taken care of, you're never going to see an increase in your conversion. So, yes, you have the ISA that is making those initial phone calls. But where we see the struggle is always in we hand over the opportunity, then the agent never follows through. So the owners are coming back on us going, why don't I have any more closings? Well, let's go back and look at what your agent has done. We've had the five-minute conversation. We teed it up. We created the value to the follow-through. That is where all the meat is left on the bone. Gotcha. Interesting. Greg, what yeah, say you? No, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I think that's uh, – I mean, we're just we're, – we're really touching on – a major um, uh, dysfunction in our industry right now, and um, and the few people that are going to take you know podcasts like this seriously and really start to study how they can improve their systems are going to really win big. Yeah, because this is like it, it, it couldn't be. The industry's just teeing it up for us to be so successful, but we're still holding on to wanting to do it the way we did it three years ago. We just got to forget all that and, and, and get current with what the consumer wants right now. And, like, it, the first to serve is going to win the game. And I just don't see a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of good examples of people that are really winning. There's a lot of good chatter and a lot of good talk. I mean, you see it on Facebook all the time. I swear, you know, people sold 5,000 properties, I think, in the last month. You know, you'll see all these bogus statements that are being made. And the reality is, is they can't back it up. And with, with great communication, great systems, and great service. And it's simple. We know how to win. Now, who's going to get into action? Exactly. There's no yeah. mystery. And you, there's not. And when you have a working database, I, I always refer to it like McDonald's. Why did McDonald's grow by the masses and every Big Mac, no matter what city, state or country is the exact same Big Mac and the exact same French fries. Now, you may have French fries unsalted, and you know you've got a people problem because you're dependent on people to salt it. So when you have your dashboard and you have your lead built like a McDonald's and it's systematic and you're working it and you're working it correctly, that is what's going to set you apart in the future from the competition. Because if you're just generating leads, generating leads, generating leads, by osmosis, you're going to convert something. But you're never going to be at a different level because people are just going to Google it again and end up in your competition's database. Yeah, true. All right. Well, good Lord, we covered a lot. Um, okay, so yeah, Beverly, how can how can people work? Because you mentioned that you guys are you're making calls. You can actually tee up opportunities and all this stuff. So tell us a little just briefly how people learn more about that and how to connect with you. 
Oh, balancebusinessconsulting.com or send me a private message. Facebook is the best way to catch me. <laughs> and it's Beverly Balance BC is my Facebook page. <laughs> Beverly Balance BC. Perfect. Uh, and then, Greg, uh, same for you. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, I, I actually enjoyed a lot of, uh, Beverly, your, your, your videos. For, so for those that are out there, she does have some great content on um on uh, you know YouTube and whatnot, so I recommend you you know continue down the path of learning more and more about what we're talking about today because I do I, I really know that there's so much opportunity within the context of this conversation if someone will just get into execution mode. So just wanted to kind of say that one more time, um, and then Facebook Messenger is the is is the best place to reach me also just shoot me a a message if you have any questions or anything and or if you want to share any ahas that you got or any tips on how i could uh you know uh improve on anything that i'm doing just facebook messages the way to go and i will say if you want to know where the water filters are or the sausage gravy or anything about bluetooth speaker then message beverly she's got that figured out (laughs) (laughs) the next time i'm in walmart i'm gonna go where are the brita filters oh i'm not beverly yeah, I, I'm gonna act like I'm gonna I'm gonna just go look for the sausage gravy. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys, and with that said, uh, we'll wrap things up. Uh, make sure to go to the leveluppodcast.com, check out previous episodes. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, all the places, uh, depending on uh, what device you are using. We appreciate if you leave a rating and a review, and especially give Beverly a shout-out. Let her, let her know that you enjoyed her episode, if when if and when you give uh, a rating for the show. Uh, and make sure you share it. Share it with your fellow uh, agents. Share it with your brokers. Uh, so, Beverly, you work with a lot of brokers that have agents that have a bunch of leads in their database. So, guys, if you are working underneath a broker that might get value out of working with someone like Beverly, make sure to bring it up to pass this episode along to them. Uh, and guys, thanks again so much. This is uh, exactly what I had in mind. I knew it was going to be a ton of fun with you guys, and you guys will go into some uh, some awesome stuff. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. All right. We'll see everyone on the next episode. Bye.